Hello, my friends. This is Chad. You're listening to the Cliff Notes feature of the Naked Leadership Podcast. Every Friday, we post a condensed version of this week's episode. Those of you that have little time to listen or want a quick reminder of the principles we discussed, we made this for you. If you're looking to enjoy the full conversation, just navigate back to the previous episode and you can listen to it in its entirety. Otherwise, get ready because there's a lot here in under five minutes. Let's go. I think it paints a detrimental picture for founders or for for business leaders when we talk about scaling leadership, because what I think most here is, how do I take the variables out? How do I take the, the human variables out and just create a system or a machine. If you ask most any founder what scaling means, it's to take the humanness out of it, right? It's it's to remove the variables of human in order to have predictable outcomes repeatedly. The, the feedback can be that explicit, or you can just pay attention to how long a problem stays hidden and whether people bring it up and how they bring it up and who they bring it up to. Those are all feedback. That's all feedback. If something lives in the organization for a long time in a broken down state, that's feedback about the willingness for me as a leader to hear what's wanted and needed. And then how people go about resolving it is further feedback about where we think the impetus is for the cause, either it's mechanism or intention. How courageous, how willingness, how willing are people to have the conversations about the way they're relating to what's going on and to call each other up to what's wanted and needed. If you see leading is doing, you're going to search for solutions and what you think the problem is. And the problem is the doing. So we got to solve the doing. But if you quite often sit down with a room and talk about intention and mechanism and where do results come from? Do, do results come from intentions or do results come from mechanism? Usually the first point is in that distinction is that the fact that everybody around the table thinks that the birthplace of results is distinct, like either intention or mechanism, the fact that we're not fully aligned there is lesson number one. If we find ourselves in great results, we're going to double down on what we think is working. So like if half the room thinks it's intention, like our vision and our commitment to one another, that's great. That's really going to double down on. If we think that it's in mechanism, we're going to double down on mechanism. On the other side, if we have breakdown, if things aren't working, we think the solution comes from mechanism, we're going to go to mechanism to solve the issue. Mechanism is a symptom and the intention is always the cause. I think we should acknowledge we don't know anything about what's really happening and start to listen to each other without the political bias, that it's not a political issue, it's a communal issue. And I think that there's enough to pay attention to that we're oversimplifying the problem, which is keeping us blind. Any potent resolution to it. It's not an either or. There are a lot of details. You know, I think that just generally in our society, we oversimplify issues. And because it's hard and it hurts, we don't like to hold an attention of learning about it. Awareness is 85% of the job. If you can get aware of what's going on, like how do you lead? What is working? What is not working in your leadership? If you can actually take a moment to pause and get clear about that, that's the only way that you can be certain what's actually happening in your leadership. Like you can do this in a silo by yourself in a vacuum and observe yourself and do it all up inside your head, but you're going to get bad information. So you want, might want to put this out to the team, get some feedback from the team and the people around you to find out what kind of leader you're being for them, what's working and what's not working, what motivates them, what, what takes away their motivation, but become 
intimately aware of yourself as a leader, and that's more than half the battle, then you can be aware of what's going to work with those who are you're bringing into your organization. And then you can start to see that stuff and invite more of it. If you want to scale leadership, it's time to take a look at who I am as a leader, as a founder, number one. And this is why feedback is really essential because there's usually a pretty big gap between how I view myself and how other people view me. Like if I'm busy trying to focus on the externals, you know, I might celebrate the fact that I'm up till 3 a.m. getting something done, but that actually grandstanding of the fact that I... I sacrifice so much, which is usually a martyr type conversation, actually generates a lot of withholding and a lot of fear and and complaint in the organization. So they don't talk about what was not happening in the meeting, in the way in a project up until what end up like kind of quote unquote forcing the person to stay up late at night. Instead, we champion all this martyrdom behavior. So when you talk about scaling leadership, you talk about really what are the attitudes and behaviors that come out of those attitudes that are to be championed.